out everybody so let's get back from uh, my uh, semi-annual weekly visit to uh, Beta Reticula I had to I haven't talked to you guys since the uh, presidential uh, debate break it down. Uh, I had to get out, get out there to uh, Beta Reticuli and get the uh, the microchip in my my brain adjusted. After that, um, you know. By the way, uh, Lord Zoltron and uh, Darth Vader say hi. Um, so, we had the presidential, Presidente, Donald Trumpy, Trumpy baby, uh, come down with the COVID, the, the virus, the virus. Can I say COVID on YouTube? Fuck you, YouTube. Um, so... He came down with uh, the virus over the weekend. I think it was Thursday or Friday. Friday? Turned out my uh, shooting ocean. Pardon me, I had to turn down my soothing ocean sounds. It was a little louder than me. So, Trumpy Baby had to... Uh, Go to the hospital. Uh, he was at Walter Reed, is at Walter Reed Medical Center as we speak, as far as I can know. And uh, he uh, has been getting an intensive uh, treatment uh, with some experimental medications and some traditional medications, I guess. And it, the, the sad thing about this is, you know, liberals show their true colors at times like this. And people were wishing him dead. They're so dumb, they, they swear that he's killed 200,000 Americans. Uh, when, you know, six months ago... Dr. Fauci was complimenting everything he, he, that Trump said and did, pardon me. Said that Trump probably saved thousands of lives. And in the grand scheme of America, with, you know, what, 300, we'll just round it off, 300 million people. You know, 200,000, most of those with pre-existing conditions and uh, who are elderly. Also, a lot of folks came uh, who passed away were nursing home patients uh, in, say, New York, where Governor Cuomo put sick people in nursing homes with the most vulnerable, vulnerable of the population. Same thing with Governor Whitmer in uh, Michigan, which uh, being from Ohio, I automatically have a disliking for shit again. What? 
uh, there are some good people in Michigan, just not Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor's a hoe, in case you didn't know that. Um, so, liberals start calling out Trump on, or not calling him out, calling for his death saying they wish him dead, they hope he and Melania die. How ignorant and low class is that? And, you know, it shows the moral decline in the United States of America. Um, you know, there have always been small factions, obviously, of fundamentalists on both sides that wish uh, ill and death upon presidents. Obviously, you know, uh, there were right, I don't know if you would call them right-wingers, I don't know what Lee Harvey Oswald was, um, possibly a programmed lunatic from the CIA, or possibly just your run-of-the-mill lunatic. But I do believe uh, Lee Harvey Oswald killed JFK, by the way, not some grandiose conspiracy. Um, but you look at this, and, 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 you know, there have always been these factions, but man, the and kudos to Twitter, but the fact that, you know, it got so bad and there was such an outcry from conservatives like me that, you know, people were on social media wishing Donald Trump death. Um, you know, Z, you know, you have your A-list celebrities and your B-list and... Well, John Leguizano, who I used to be a fan of, I'm not now, sure as hell not now. This is one example. Uh, he's Hispanic, Puerto Rican, I, I guess. I don't, don't know, don't care. I just love people, except John Leguizano. And he puts out a post on Facebook of, paper towels, two rolls of paper towels, and, you know, sarcastically, you know, get well soon or something. Not, certainly not wishing Trump well, but mocking him. And then, uh, signs it, you know, uh, Puerto Rico. So it's like, get well soon, dash the Puerto Rican people. Now, I'm sure that he is not speaking for all Puerto Ricans. Uh, the irony of it is, you know, there was the photo op of Puerto Rican people uh, running up to Donald Trump after that hurricane a few years ago where Trump was, you know, shooting uh, paper towels like they were, like he was shooting a basketball. And, you know, that caught a lot of ire from people. It's like, you know, he wasn't doing, he wasn't doing that as, Trump was not doing that as a insult or mocking anyone. He was there passing out relief supplies. You know, it was photo opportunity. Yeah, okay, we all know that. It's politics. But, you know, there were a lot of Puerto Rican people that were running up to him trying to get selfies. And the disaster relief, uh money and supplies that did not make it to the people were stolen by the corrupt Puerto Rican government, not 
you know, Donald Trump, he did what he could do. Uh, and that's the thing a lot of people don't realize. That, you know, there's only, what, the president's only a human. Yeah, he has a lot of power and a lot of influence. And Trump's used that to do a lot of great things. But at the end of the day, he can't save lives, people. And these libtards on YouTube, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, they're out there, you know, wishing him and his wife death. You know, Melania Trump is one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, inside and out. She just seems like such a sweet person, you know? And then you got this jerk Chris Wallace on Fox News saying that the first family came into the debate not wanting to wear masks, uh, or they came into the hall wearing the masks, and once they got to their seats, uh, they took the masks off. He couldn't even keep his story straight, to be honest with you. Uh, now, I was, I, I was under the impression that when this started, just the impression, okay, if you were so many feet apart from somebody, like six feet, they said, you know, snot and germs can only go six feet According to the experts, this is what they told us six months ago. As long as you're six feet apart, you are cool. Now, recently, you have to wear a mask. And the mask is supposed to be the kryptonite, right? Well, Trump wears a mask at times when he's in close proximity to people. Uh, you know, he gets tested all the time. Everyone around him gets tested. Uh, almost daily, I think. And so, you know, but Chris Wallace is, you know, saying that, you know, while well, the Trumps are evil, the first family is evil, and liberals are going, oh, finally, Chris Wallace sees what the lies and the, the vile hypocrisy his network has been spewing for the last seven years. And... He, he's finally standing up to Fox News and Donald Trump. You know, come on, man. This is ludicrous. But the left wing shows their true evil intent. And they have in small doses. Like Kathy Griffith, or whatever her not famous name is. Holding up a severed Donald Trump head. There are pictures of Trump and her, you know, with their arms around each other laughing. You know, and so we've had little glimpses like Snoop Dogg putting a gun up to Trump's head and shooting him in a rap video. But it's just repulsive. That these liberals out there in mass have mocked and went as far as wishing death on the president and first lady. Uh, it's appalling. It's disgusting. No one ever 
I don't care what lies the media wants to tell you. I was in the Tea Party 10 years ago. Uh, and we never rioted. Yeah, they can find snapshots and make collages of tea partiers with angry faces and ah, yelling. But those are snapshots. Of, they find a one second frame and make a screenshot of it and make a collage. Oh, the tea party was so angry. We never wished death upon Barack Obama. Never, ever, ever did we do that. So this shows you, you know, the, the decline in the moral fabric of America as well as the absolute vile hatred of the left in this country. And I just want to take a minute to rant and rave about that. So I'm going to do a, a Raiders rant and rave here moment momentary so god bless you guys pray for each other pray for our president and the interesting thing is by the time this video is uploaded he may be out of the hospital and that, that's going to make for interesting because tomorrow there's supposed to be a debate and i know trump is going to want to do that debate so i have not heard that it's been canceled so, we'll see. They could do it virtually. So, uh, but anyways, pray for each other. God bless you guys. Have a good week. It's Monday. Gosh, gosh help you if you have a real job. Okay, let me start the recording. Yesterday, the Raiders. There we go. Oh, the Raiders took a loss to the Buffalo Bills, and um, and um, I say that a lot. Ugh. So, a very good Buffalo Bills squad uh, that's been rebuilding for a few years. And, you know, the Raiders have been rebuilding for a long time, since 2002. Um, and Raider fans are very passionate. We're very difficult to get along with. Um, but, you know, they, yesterday, Derek Carr, um, broke the record for touchdown passes by a Raider. Uh, he had a huge day throwing the ball. Um, I guess there was a call at the end of the game where, uh, Josh Jacobs, or one of the running backs, I just saw a picture, I couldn't see who it was, but he lowered his head to finish a run, 
and they called him for a personal foul. When does a running back get called for a personal foul? Uh, for hel- It was the helmet-to-helmet contact rule. But, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, the rule was supposed to be for defenseless wide receivers or quarterbacks or, you know, getting helmet-to-helmet hits. Really stupid. But the Raiders end up losing 30-23. to The problem I have is, you know, last year, the defense can't put together a good game. And last year it was like, you know, they would start out okay. And then at the end, they, like, they wouldn't change their defensive scheme for the second half. So the other team says, okay, this is what you're doing to stop us. They make adjustments, and the Raiders keep playing the same defense. And Paul Gunter plays throughout the entire game the bend-don't-break defense, which leaves you susceptible to the run because you're relying on your linebackers to make all the tackles on the running backs and your defensive backs and stuff like that. And you're playing your corners off the ball half the time or playing a deep safety. Uh, and, you know, it just it just doesn't work. You know, it worked a little bit in Cincinnati. Uh, but it's not working in Las Vegas. It didn't work in Oakland. And they said, well, we don't have, you know, the players for this defense. We don't have... The athletes. So they draft all these guys. uh, And they're doing decent. But, you know, they're they're not getting the job done. And you can't have so much talent on that defense. Like Corey Littleton. uh, Their other linebackers. uh, Nicholas Morrow. Uh... You know, they all have, they're all good athletes. Their safeties are good athletes. They went out and got this safety from Dallas, who I hardly see on the field. You know, they had a great shutdown corner from Ohio State a couple years ago, uh, Conley. Hardly saw him on the field. And it's all, <coughs> well, we're, we're trying to see who, who fits in the scheme, who fits in here and there. And it's like, if you're a coach and you don't know that, uh, this year's different, but in past years, if you don't know that after preseason and uh, training camp, then you're not supposed to be a coach, you know, I mean, I could see when Conley was in the game and they threw the ball in his direction. It was either incomplete or intercepted. And he would do some athletic things like, you know, not just deflect the ball, but try to bat it to a teammate who could make the interception. Um, 
Then you got the fans wanting to crap all over Derek Carr when a couple of seasons ago he was considered for league MVP. Well, now it's all oh, he's a dink and dunk quarterback and blah, blah, blah. I've seen Derek Carr throw so many deep passes. It's ridiculous. And the problem was they didn't have a deep threat wide receiver for him to throw to. Now they have a few, and he's getting the deep balls out there. Now this game was different because... I get this cigar going, hold on. There are two rookie wide receivers who had been starting and you know Ruggs hasn't started off as good as people thought but he's constantly getting double coverage because of his speed but they have worked him into some gadget plays so you, the Raiders it seemed like they're on the track I mean you should be able to win a football game with 23 points in the NFL uh, and however many points the personal foul took off the board. But this year, they're coming out playing defense terrible in the first half. Then they make halftime adjustments. Okay, good job. And they, they start to make a comeback. But you can't constantly play from behind and expect to win. And they got to stop these stupid little penalties. You know, uh, the holdings, the false starts. I get it. Some of their linemen in that are rookies because the the injuries. But for for the first time since Gruden's been there, they have depth at every position. You know, I wasn't in favor of a lot of the trades that they made, uh, but. I mean, Khalil Mack hasn't been the same except his first year with the Bears. He's now in his third year with the Bears. And, uh, you know, it, it's just like he's, he's not the same as he was with the Raiders. I don't think his heart's there in Chicago like it was for the Raiders. You know, when him and Derek Carr made that pact they were going to be the team leaders and stuff like that. But, you know, Derek Carr is a Pro Bowl quarterback. He's a level or two above a game manager. He hardly throws interceptions. I don't think he's thrown one this season. Uh, they said he had a few lost fumbles this game, but I didn't watch the game, so I, I can't say if the four lost fumbles were Derek Carr or if they were other players. But, you know, yeah, he's a smaller quarterback by a lot of today's standards. But he's got the arm talent and the arm strength, I mean by that, to get the ball down the field. And there's, this team should be winning. They're 2-2. Two and two. You know, they, had, they were projected to be 0-4 at this point by all the haters. 
So they're not off to a bad start. They're still in contention for the AFC West, although Kansas City is going to be tough uh, to beat, but they can be beaten. But the, the athleticism of this defense needs to be used. You know, they've got corners that can cover the best receivers out there one-on-one. -on -one. You know, it, now one or two are rookies, and so that's going to be a challenge because they're going to make rookie mistakes and bite on, you know, certain routes. But for the most part, they need to dial up more blitzes, more run blitzes, and things like that. I haven't seen a real blitz out of this team in four games. You know, uh, there have been a couple of the famous Raider corner blitzes and safety blitzes, but they just didn't work out like they used to. Uh, Colin Farrell is doing great. I think that's his name. Cleveland Farrell, my bad. Colin Farrell's the actor. Uh, you know, he's coming along. Mad Max Crosby is good. You know, they're coming along great. They just need that extra little click thing uh, on defense. You know, some fire, some fervor. Abrams is a badass safety who comes, you know, looking for heads to take off every play. I mean, he's hurt himself playing so hard. I don't know how many years he's going to have in the league, really, with the way he plays. But, you know, five years and then maybe five more mediocre years because he's going to wear himself out. I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Ronnie Lott played many, many years, and he was one of the hardest-hitting safeties in football history. Uh, he was a little bigger dude, too. But uh, it, it's just frustrating when you see the pieces coming together and they were coming together under Jack Del Rio and then they had a you know they had a good offensive coordinator then that was Derek Carr's uh, almost MVP season when they were 12 and 4 and then Carr broke his ankle uh, last game or so and he had another injury before that I think he broke his tailbone uh, before that, but you know he played through the broken tailbone injury really, and then they got rid of that offensive coordinator, went to their secondary offensive coordinator who's supposed to be the up and comer, and then that ends up being Jack Del Rio's demise. Um, I like John Gruden, you know, I think he's doing good. I think the offense looks better. I think they've drafted better. But, you know, now it's the defense. Well, they went out and got all these free agents. I don't see the free agent safety from Dallas, who is supposed to make an impact on the field half the time. Uh, I don't see... You know, them using these new defensive players that they brought in in the correct fashion. So, you know, whose fault is that? Is it Gunter or is it Gruden or who? 
But, the, you know, now the offense is starting to click. You know, they're a year away from a, being a Super Bowl team, but they could be a playoff team this year. Uh, so, I mean, we'll see. It, it just blows my mind. And Derek Carr pat, broke the record for touchdown passes by a Raider quarterback. You know, now, and he's been there the shortest time out of all the quarterbacks he's being compared to. You know, he's passed Daryl LaMonica, Ken Stabler, and uh, Rich Gannon. And he, I think, with the exception of Rich Gannon, Derek Carr's played the least number of years as a Raider. Rich Gannon wasn't there very long, but he had a great career. Uh, because of John Gruden. So, uh, anyways, we'll see what happens. Raiders have, it's a long season. Uh, it's a long fantasy football season for me. I think I'm 0-4 in one league, and I have a winning record in some leagues that I don't care about, and other leagues I'm, you know, doing okay, but whatever. So... That's the Raiders rant for this week. God bless you guys. Have a good weekend. Take care.